0: Okay. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. I would like to call the December 13, 2023 meeting of the Transportation Commission to order. Tonight's meeting is a hybrid meeting. Members of the community are welcome to join the meeting in person or remotely through Zoom or by telephone. Uh, so since this is a hybrid meeting format, I will be calling roll. Please uh, answer when your name is called Patrick Vu. Present. AJ Antrim. Present. Shri Balamarugan. Tracy Trexel. Present. Caitlin Goodman. Present. Brian Miller. Present. And Brian McGee? Present. Kate Debolt. Present. Okay, now approval of the meeting, uh the minutes from the November 29th, uh, 2023 special meeting. Are there any comments or corrections of the meeting minutes? The motion for approval.
1: I'll motion to approve.
2: I'll second the motion.
0: All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Minutes have been approved. All right. Uh, so public comment now is the opportunity for members of the community to provide public comment. We can have up to three speakers per perspective per topic. Please limit all public comments to three minutes. And we ask that you treat everyone with kindness and respect. We want everyone in Kirkland to feel welcome to express their viewpoints. If you are in person, please fill out the sign in sheet for those online. Please provide your name and address. Remote attendees who would like to comment, please raise your hand in Zoom or press star nine if you're calling on the phone. I don't know who's. Are you running for front? Are you running the meeting for Franz? Uh, oh, are you? Okay, Doug. Uh, do we have uh, any attendees? Okay.
1: There's and, nobody
3: online.
0: Okay, and so we do have someone who wants to speak. Okay.
4: No. Doug. uh commissioners um thank you for having me my name is david allen i am a kirkland resident live down on 2nd street south uh just up from the ben and jerry's and um i know that you're going to be talking about a greenway project i believe it's called stores to shore and um i don't have uh specific comments on that project because i don't know it well enough Uh, But I do want to give a couple of observations. My wife and I just flew in last night from Dublin. And um, I thought it was very interesting because there were bikes all over the neighborhood that we were in. And um, I was thinking about it. And of course, we all say, well, we're not like Europe or we're not like Amsterdam or whatever it is that we are going to say to discount the fact that bike infrastructure is useful. Uh, But what I found really interesting was, in Dublin, particularly in the neighborhood that we were in, is quite a bit similar, more similar than you would think to Kirkland, uh, even than to uh, other cities in Europe. It's got slow neighborhoods, we've got slow neighborhoods, and there was a lot of bikes in these slow neighborhoods. And then it's got these big arterials that go through the heart of the city. Some of them are six-lane arterials, so obviously we don't have that big of arterials. But it's kind of the same concept. You've got these big flows of traffic coming straight into the city and going straight out of the city through these arterials. And so what they've done is, is they've put bike lanes on all the arterials. And so they don't—they're not spending any money on bike lanes in the in the neighborhoods because they're very quiet, slow streets. They're designed to be slow. I mean, they didn't design them to be slow, but they're very narrow um, roads. And so and they allow parking on both sides. And so you really can't go that fast through these neighborhoods. So the combination of being designed as a slow neighborhood and putting in the bike lanes through the arterials, I think is why they've really taken off. And I've seen that also in Spain where we spent quite a bit of time. Um, But these observations I think uh, are why I really actively support the idea of building a bike network really focused on getting the bikes through those places where they don't have to be. One more thing, they're physically separated on these arterials. So it's not a bike lane like we have on Lake Washington, which really is just a bunch of paint, right? And so they're actually physically separated and I think that makes a huge difference. So my observation is, is I think any investment in bike infrastructure is a good investment. And I think the way that they have done it in some of these uh, cities that I've been at in Europe, Uh, makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, and I I actually stepped away from a party for us coming back, so I have to leave.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, So now we will move into the agenda items. Uh, First up, Transportation Manager Doug McIntyre will lead us through chair and vice chair elections.
3: Thank you, Chair DeBolt. Uh, Doug McIntyre, Transportation Manager. And um, thank you everyone for attending tonight. Uh, I hope that everyone saw the amended agenda that went out, uh, that added the item for chair and vice chair elections, excuse me. Um, We had, uh, or I had double checked our bylaws and it does state uh, affirmatively that we are supposed to be holding chair and vice chair elections at the last meeting of every year. So um, I apologize for the kind of change on the agenda um, there, but hopefully everyone's had a chance to uh, think about that. And um, we have a hybrid situation. So uh, I have paper uh, voting slips uh, and a bowl here to uh, help with if people don't feel comfortable saying things uh, verbally. However, I know the folks on the on the zoom call uh, don't uh, have that luxury. So uh, if you do uh, want to make a nomination. just please do that verbally if you're comfortable. And I know we uh, spoke briefly, uh, Chair DeBolt and myself about uh, maybe how to approach this. And I think um, we can open it up for nominations. Um, those who are either self-nominating or, or nominating somebody else, um, I think either way is fine, but we would ask that somebody who is throwing their hat in the ring would maybe say a statement uh, of interest in the position. And then um, we'll proceed to the voting. If there are no more than one nominee for each uh, role. I think obviously we don't need to vote, but um, we'll see how that shakes out. So with that, I'll turn it over, uh, back over to Chair DeBolt.
0: All right, thanks, Doug. Um, And I first wanna say that um, I am not seeking to remain chair for um, the next term that I would be eligible to. Um, Just need to step back and have a little more time with family. So um, that, that that position is definitely up. And um, I'll just start with nominating vice chair Brian McGee um, for the chair position. Great.
3: Looks like uh, oh. Commissioner Vu has his hand up.
5: Yeah, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, um, I'll throw myself in for vice chair.
2: I think if we're moving on to vice chair, I'd also like to throw myself in for vice chair.
3: Are there any other nominations online? Okay, so um, should we start with the chair? Uh, well, I guess in this case, uh, congratulations, Commissioner
4: McKee.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to to serve as chair, as long as everyone's content with me kind of taking over the role. Um, So it's it's a tall order to succeed faith, but I'll do my best.
3: Thank you, we appreciate it. Um,
0: And then I just um, thought, you know, since we have two people interested in the vice chair, if we could have uh, Commissioner Vu and Commissioner Interim um, each say a statement of interest. And we'll start with Commissioner Vu.
5: Great, Um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> been on the commission since uh last well a year and a half <laughs> uh went by pretty quick um and I'm really interested in 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 uh at some point taking you know going for the chair position but uh, but I I like the succession that we're having in terms of going from vice chair to chair uh I'm really interested in engaging staff and so forth and and representing the commission uh going forward in the future but also um learning from from um, Brian's lead and from previous leads, in terms of uh, you know running running the process of uh, running the commission and so forth uh, as chair later on.
0: Thank you.
2: Uh, I've been on the transportation commission for a while. Uh, in my time here, I've really enjoyed the work, and I want to get more involved. Uh, I'm both very passionate about bike and walkability. Uh, and also fascinated with how the streets work in terms of how they relate to especially semis uh, in that that's the field that I work in. Um, And yeah, just interested in the vice chair position and eventually hopefully chair position uh, so that I can do more to benefit the community.
0: Thank you. So do we wanna figure out doing? Do you do we have a system to include there?
3: Yeah, that's a a great question. Um, I will pass out the slips to the folks in the room. Um, Obviously, one vote, and then I'll collect them. Uh, Please, please write down the name of the person you're voting for. And then um, for those, uh, so commissioners, uh, Vu, McGee and Miller, um, we're gonna have to rely on a verbal vote from you all. So uh, give us a second to to hand out the slips. Mm -hmm. Commissioner McGee.
2: I think, couldn't they technically message directly? Oh yeah, yes.
3: Yes. perfect. That's I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, yes, use the chat feature. Uh, I will say that the chat is visible to everybody in the room, so it's not entirely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's not a better way. Uh, the the um, uh, screen is, I yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, you could it, you could hide it from us you t- do a direct
3: message. Actually, you know what, you can do a direct message. Can you not, can you direct message to Victoria? She is here with a laptop, so oh. keep oh. it uh, anonymous. That will preserve, thank you. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yes, yes. Uh, so the candidates are Commissioner Interim and Commissioner Vu, And then I'll come by and collect the hand, the written forms.
0: Um, And while we're doing this, I just want to say how awesome it is that we have two people who are interested in leadership, um, because that usually isn't the case. Um, I think it says a lot about um, this commission, and um, I just feel like we just have such an awesome commission right now, and uh, I think every single person I could see moving through becoming vice chair and chair um, that we have on the commission right now.
3: Okay, we have uh, tallied votes and um, thank you everyone. Uh, Commissioner Vu was uh, the winning vote.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you. I hope, yes, and I hope that you put your hat in the ring next time. (laughs) Thank you all. Um all right so next we have transportation planner Victoria Kovats will lead us through the discussion of uh the 128th Avenue Northeast Greenway monitoring and Source to Shores Greenway project
6: Thank you chair Good evening, commissioners. I just want to confirm online. You can see that screen as well. Excellent. I'm Victoria Kovacs transportation planner in our public works department. And I'm here to give you an update on greenways. I have a three part agenda to cover in this item. First giving a grounding on what are greenways? Who are they for? Why are they important? A quick, Performance snapshot of the 128th Avenue Northeast Greenway from a study we did at the diverter at Northeast 100th Street. And lastly, we'll give a project update on this, the third greenway currently in design, the Stores Shores Greenway. And joining me tonight is Scott Gonsar, our senior CIP project coordinator who's managing the Stores Assures project. So we'll get to that in just a moment. So, first, With our public outreach, we've been doing a poll of what is a greenway? Multiple choice answer. So is it option A, a traffic calm corridor along neighborhood streets, paths, and pedestrian bridges that connect to important destinations? Is it option B, a walking and bicycling route that uses buffered bike bike lanes, usually green, to protect people who are walking and biking? Or is it option C, a walking and bicycling route that makes use of the natural landscape, such as forests and streams to enhance the route. A okay, show of hands who thinks option A? Dave? Helen. Brian, K, option B? Kay, AJ, Tracy, Patrick, and option C? No votes for option C. The correct answer is option A. A traffic calm corridor along neighborhood streets has pedestrian bridges that connect to destinations. So I'll talk a little bit more about greenways. So we often get this question, who are greenways for? Who are we designing for with a greenway? And the answer is you might hear a lot, all ages and abilities. And I put up this graphic, it's called the four types of cyclists. It's pretty interesting back in 2006 the city of portland was trying to figure out how do we get more people to bike and they came up with this classification system and they did a lot of polls in their city and they found people kind of generally fall into these percentages of 30% of the population is no way no how they're not going to bike no matter what you do 50% of the population is interested but they're concerned about safety and then Five to 9% are people who probably bike today. They use bike lanes, shoulders, somewhat confident. And then the smallest percentage are those super highly confident folks that will ride on any street, anywhere, anytime, any weather. And the fascinating thing is an uh, urban studies professor at Portland State then took this research on a national scale with the National Realtors Association, and they found these same findings and the same population percentage breakdown. And locally in Kirkland, we did do a survey as part of our active transportation plan. And we found pretty much the same findings, that 50% of the responses, people were interested in biking more, but the number one barrier was safety. So we're designing for the interested, but concerned is the short and long of it. So why are greenways important? The fundamental purpose of a greenway is to enable people of all ages and abilities to comfortably walk, bike, and roll in their neighborhood. And they're great because they connect schools, parks, neighborhood to neighborhood, other destinations. They lower traffic speeds. They're a fairly low cost measure to implement. And they help achieve our broader climate goals. Actually transportation makes up 50% of our GHG emissions from our sustainability master plan. And greenways are foundational to the bike network of our adopted plans. And in the green box, I've put up here the council goal of balanced transportation, which is to reduce reliance on single occupancy vehicles and improve connectivity and multimodal mobility in Kirkland in ways that maintain, enhance travel time, safety, and health and transportation choices. So greenways were formally adopted as a policy in the 2015 Transportation Master Plan. Very clear, policy T23, build a network of greenways. And there were two actions underneath that policy, develop standards and prioritize and construct projects. And there was a conceptual network map as part of the broader bicycle network in that plan. In our 2022 active transportation plan, we continue that policy through objective two one, complete a connected network of safe, high comfort cycling facilities, which includes greenways and a strategy below that, continue to build a network of greenways. We also have our vision zero action plan which has objective one, our safe street design. And once again, uh, Greenways are a strategy to further that goal. So, going back to the very first time this came up in our planning documents, 2015, the two actions um, tick, tick on these two action items in 2017 and in 2018, formalized, we adopted our Kirkland Greenways guide for implementation. Uh, it's available on the website if you want to look at it in detail, but it has uh, conceptual route maps, some design treatment ideas, prioritization matrix. And it also has these performance measures, which I called out specifically as we're going to talk about the next greenway, but the outcomes of a greenway we want are low vehicle speeds, 20 miles an hour, Low vehicle volumes, ideally 1,000 vehicles per day, up to 2,000 vehicles per day. That's what ADT means, average daily traffic, safe intersection crossings, and an increase in use per year. So with that, I'll move on to our second agenda item, unless I should break for questions. Okay? We're good? Okay. We're gonna keep going. So the 128th Avenue Northeast Greenway and the Northeast 75th Street Greenway are the first two greenways started in design in 2017. And this is at the same time of the greenway. So we really took it on full force, the greenways. Um, Images on the right are pictures of that greenway. The the north-south one is the 128th, I should say, and the east-west is the 75th. All greenways have a posted speed of 20 miles an hour. And they also have a special Kirkland Greenways um, green sign with a bike and a pedestrian symbol. They also often feature artwork. This one in particular has a nice wood owl and other wood animals that are really delightful to see if you go visit. Uh, They also have pavement markings for bicycle wayfinding, um, safe crossing treatments, like, here's a pedestrian uh, bicycle oriented push button. We also have rectangular rapid flashing beacons. And then there's also traffic calming devices such as uh, speed cushions in this picture. There's a diverter. There's a raised intersection. There's stop sign changes. We have a whole toolbox to make slow, comfortable streets. So, given <clears throat> the greenway is the most significant change to vehicle operations on the Greenway. We did do a study to measure, how are we doing? How is the Greenway affecting vehicle patterns? Is it increasing walking and biking use? So we first, looking at the walking biking use, set up a camera. This is an image from the camera. It's very grainy, so personal information is protected Cannot recognize faces, cannot read numbers of license plates with our low res uh, cameras, but we can count people. So we did see an increase in bicycle and pedestrian use from 2019, pre-COVID to 2022. Um, The numbers are small, but mighty. We are exceeding the 1% increase of use per year. Um, With small numbers, the percentages are high, but it's, it's great, and the other, Great observation in this is it's not just weekday, it's also on the weekend. So it's not just school related. And I put in the details there about when we conducted those counts. <clears throat> as far as vehicle volumes, to measure those, we set out tube counts on 120th Ave Northeast, the Greenway, and Northeast 100th Street, where the diverter is. And we are seeing citywide volumes of traffic are still not up to pre-pandemic levels because of our travel behaviors have changed. Uh, But the interesting thing is we're not not there yet. We're not even up to 2016 levels. So we aren't seeing a significant increase in diverting traffic as a result of that implementation. And as for the Greenway, volumes are about half. They were 590, almost 600, now they're 250 which is great. We're meeting our goal again on the speeds. Um, we are seeing a little bit of speeding on Northeast, 100 street on the West leg. So there's a fire station in that direction. But as far as the greenway, we are pretty much meeting that goal of 20 miles an hour. It's 22. It's pretty close. So we're we're pretty happy with that outcome. And to address that speeding, we are going to do some 25 mile an hour. Pavement markings as part of next year's striping program to really reinforce to drivers the speed limit there.
0: So that's, a yeah, go ahead. Um, when were those, uh, do you have ongoing speed monitoring or when was, when were those speeds?
6: I think these speeds Same. were taken in may I have in your, uh, packet, the exact tables and the times that's of, right.
0: I remember that of
6: the counts, um, but they weren't apples to apples time of year uh, comparison. A great question. And we do do annual counts citywide uh, for these kind of things. It's more of a, a special request, but I think we would continue moving forward, monitoring the greenway, seeing how it's doing, probably set out counts again, maybe 2024. And then we, we have a continuous data to track how we're doing. Oh, Patrick has raised his hand. You're you muted, are muted.
5: Commissioner Vu, You're muted. Ah, geez. <laughs> um, no, it's great to see the improvement. What is there, you know, just because we are pre and post-pandemic, is there just a baseline in terms of how the increase ped and bike compared to the rest of the of, of the city? So this was specific to the corridor or to the study area, but was there anything like nearby to say, you know, to tweeze out what's baseline or, you know, trend changes versus post and pre and post construction of this.
6: We do have some counters on the cross Kirkland corridor. Um, but that is something Doug, maybe you can chime in here on our wish list is to have a more robust pedestrian count program. Unfortunately, with bike and ped counts, it's a bit more labor intensive. You set up a camera, you watch, whether it's a staff or a consultant doing it. Um, whereas vehicles, you roll out the tubes, you leave, you come back, collect it. The computer tells you everything. There are technologies we're looking into that can help automate that process. But um, yeah, Doug, do you have anything you wanna?
3: Yeah, I think everything you said is, is... Correct, and um, we are we we are aware that this data is um, very important and of interest to the community, and we want to be doing more of it. So we do have some funds to purchase some additional multimodal counters, and they are going to be less of the labor-intensive kind, um, where it has the light uh, the light feedback. I don't know what the terminology is exactly, but um, it allows us to um, automate that, and so we will be purchasing a variety of things in terms of. Uh, fixed counters so that we can have them in specific p- uh, places throughout the city always, and then mobile counters that we can deploy as needed. So we're gonna be hopefully building that out over time, uh, but right now we do have some funds to purchase a few.
7: Can I a question and, and share an anecdote? Um, so when I map out my run routes um, on Strava, you know, you look at the heat map data and say, oh, this seems like a place where where people would tend to go. Um, and Strava heat map data will lead you to this greenway. Um, and so I've run on this quite frequently and am seeking that out purposefully. Um, so plus one for <laughs> a personal anecdote for using the greenway. One thing I've noticed throughout the year is a challenge for pedestrians or someone using, um, a wheelchair or pushing a stroller is just the amount of leaves and pine needles. And so I don't know how frequently if we are street sweeping a greenway more frequently, but that's something i've observed a lot in the fall um and and there are some areas on 120 or yeah 128 where there's gaps in sidewalk so if you are pushing the stroller you're you're going off into a pile of leaves and pine cones um there's a lot of that because it's a heavily wooded corridor um and then i had a question just broadly about greenways in general is there a number about the percent of, of budget dedicated to Greenways relative to the other active transportation plan um, projects, Like what percent of funding is is allocated to Greenways? Oh, percentage? Uh, like of the total, like yeah,
6: we might have to get back to you on that and check in um, with our
7: capital group how much it goes. Each and doesn't year. I, i'm I'm thinking more just big picture. like greenways is this a really tiny piece of the pie relative to other projects in the active transportation plan, or is this, you know, one of the priorities? Well,
0: I'll just chime in to say that one of the great advantages of greenways is they're low cost. So it's hard for them to, even if they're making a big impact, their cost is, is low.
7: And then my other question was in terms of the, um, the counting, do we have friends of the Greenways, is there an existing like friends of Kirkland Greenways that might do some volunteer counting? Is that something the city is is doing at all?
6: There is the Kirkland Greenways Advocacy Group. Um, we have not approached them about counting or maintenance. It's an interesting idea. Um, can certainly look into that. Faith, member of the Greenways, <laughs> waving her hands. So I'm changing hats. <laughs> changing hats. Okay. Thank you. Great question. Okay. Um, with that, I'll go ahead and move on now to the stores to shores greenway. So this is our now third greenway. And if you live within 500 feet of this route, you will have received this project update in the mail. See Caitlin's nodding her head. That's Mm -hmm. great. Uh, We did do a custom map for each neighborhood along the route, it's pretty long. It goes from North Rose Hill, where the current Greenway ends, through Highlands, Norkirk and West of Market ending at Heritage Park. And when we did outreach, we sent out the mailers, we attended each of these neighborhood association meetings. We met with the Kirkland Greenways group. We've had individual calls Um, and meetings with people here in city hall. And we had asked for comments on, hey, what do you think about the speed humps? What do you think about circles? And the comments we got back were, we don't like this route. So we said, okay, what would you change about the route? And out of that, I highlighted this box around Peter Kirk Elementary because that's where the most substantial route changes have happened as a result of this outreach. And here's a zoom-in of that area. So in blue was the route we started out with, which went up Northeast 97th Street, up to Northeast 100th Street. It is very steep. It is a street that is closed in winter conditions because of its steepness. And we heard very clearly from the community, it isn't really practical to bike up that hill. We'd really rather go the long way around on 112th Avenue double back on the cross Kirkland corridor. So we went ahead and made that route change. Uh, 112th Avenue is also identified as a greenway in the active transportation plan, so that aligns with all of our plans. That's great. As far as in the Northkirk area, we also heard 6th Street is a very busy street. It uh, wouldn't be comfortable for a greenway and especially with school traffic, there's a lot of concern there. So the Norkirk neighborhood actually suggested this alternate route we're showing now on 4th Street and 13th, which also connects to Van Allis Park and the existing raised crosswalk at the school. So we thought that was another great change as the Greenway does connect to important destinations through neighborhoods. So those were the two significant changes and I included in your pocket that map on the left that shows the original route and then those changes we've made And with that, I'm gonna hand it over to Scott now to talk in detail about the 60% design uh, and all those amenities and features, so.
8: Yes, oh, there, that mic. Hello, everyone, glad to be here. Um, So this, yes, as Victoria said, the 60% uh, uh, graphic at this point, it's not all the details uh, in this. but starting here at one uh, twelfth, or sorry, yes, one twelfth place northeast, one twelfth place in Slater. Uh, this here um, is this, uh, as Victoria said, this is connecting to the Greenway um, that has done before here on the east of one twelfth Avenue northeast. So, if I can zoom in here, there we are. I can scroll up here. Let me get in a little closer. I can. That might be it. Okay. Um, So the first element here is a curb bulb here to slow down uh, this intersection, and there'll be a uh, upgraded crosswalks, ADA ramps through here, just for Ascom. Then heading south, uh, just slow speed. Um, there's some curb bulbs. We didn't want to do all the the um, speed cushion after speed cushion after speed cushion. Um, so here we have uh, some medians, and then uh, so the medians take out some parking through there. Um, but then we continue on south, uh, uh, two uh, speed cushions through here, maintaining some parking. Uh, and it's a it, uh, shadows down there. Um, right now we're looking at slowing it down here again with a different uh, traffic, uh, traffic circle. And then continuing here, uh, we're showing this crossing because uh, this is the uh, boys and girls club. And this is the way they access here to Slater and, then travel uh, through there. Other than showing, just showing this ADA crossing, it's also new sidewalk. So, this is a big um, part of the project going on on Slater. There's portions of sidewalk, and then, you know, so this is connecting those through the system or through the uh, greenway. Um, still going south. Uh, few or three other speed cushions on that side. And I'm gonna slowly, not too fast, go back up here. All right. Um, so again, we're we're showing sidewalk, 88 uh, crossing through there. Another, not really a traffic, well, it's traffic circle. It's an oblong, or is that what we say Yeah, yeah. traffic circle. Uh, continuing shadows, uh, maintaining some parking on the side. And then we will go all the way down with those elements, portions here and there, just for the connection to Northeast 100th Street and the uh, first response uh, travel over uh, from 100th Bridge over I 405. Um, and then, Escape. there we go. All right, let me zoom down. Oh, boy. I went too far. There we go, okay. One moment, right. and then I zoom in. Oh, was I? Okay. Escape. <laughs>
9: ask yeah, a question, yeah okay um on Slater or I guess with the greenways, um will there always be a dedicated uh pedestrian walkway it with a greenway, like a sidewalk
8: sidewalk. So, they'll all be connected through that we'll provide those, so it won't be I believe you you asked if it would be just I guess, identified
9: as. I just meant is the the pedestrian walkway separate from say like a bike lane or a oh. vehicle lane? Yes. So there's it, a safe place as a pedestrian. It's
8: all about, yeah, okay. safety on those and access.
9: Okay. And then on the uh, 100th street overpass over the, the 405, is that a dedicated pedestrian bike path or do vehicles? So yes. just, okay,
0: it, wonderful. Thank yeah,
8: you. Um so um
0: sorry i just wanted to ask a clarifying follow up on um i'm not sure what the plan is on this particular greenway if all of the streets that you've identified along the route already happen to have sidewalk or you're pl- planning to put in sidewalk where there isn't but it's for in general for greenways it's not always the case that the greenway route has sidewalks um i think that it's it's just that they need to be already kind of low speed low traffic streets um residential streets that might not necessarily have sidewalks um so i think that's that would fall in the criteria but it, it sounds like in this particular route um, you are planning to have all sidewalks
10: mm-hmm.
8: yeah. um i'll continue uh so here on the west side of 405, um, as the the bridge um, turns into uh, the street there at uh, Northeast 100th continues, uh, east up, up the hill, uh, the slope, I don't wanna say it's a, a hill like that, but it slopes up. Um, again, we have uh, on this side, uh, just a, Speed cushion, just to slow down. That is steep there, so slowing down, uh, going down. Uh, here we're just doing stop, stop sign on that. Yeah.
7: Is that a four-way stop or just? It's
8: a two, it's a two-way two. Way then. Just east-west.
7: Cars, cars do qu- travel quite quickly on 116th, that north-south. Um, So I would personally love to see that as a four-way, because if, if that is the route, the east-west route for pedestrians and bikes, um, in my experience, one-sixteenth, you start to go downhill there after that crossing and folks are just zipping to get home. And it is, um, I grab an orange flag when I'm walking there, so, and I let some drivers know that I don't like how fast they're going as I'm trying to cross with my stroller.
8: Uh, continuing east, then more speed cushion. No, I don't wanna say more speed, additional speed cushions. Uh, a curb bulb began to slow down traffic at this point and uh, increase the ADA crossing on that. Hmm. Uh, this will then uh, turn south at 112th Ave Northeast. Uh, and then here is the uh, the five way intersection. Uh, so that will, you know, it's still remaining. We're, we're just putting in bulbs to slow it down uh, as well in there, and increase the the uh, the crossing.
7: I ask a question here too. Yeah, uh, I was in your community meeting for the Highlands about this, and you guys both did wonderfully with a lot of community feedback with people feeling very passionately. Um, one of the things you'd raised in that meeting was the opportunity to potentially use the greenway as a chance to enhance safety here, because this is a corridor for Highlands community down to Peterkirk and the middle school. Um, so I heard a lot in that meeting of folks wanting, you know, flashing beacons or, um, just the, the most aggressive pedestrian infrastructure that we can put in here. So I would, would love to see if there's more, um, more, more than painted curb bulbs that we could do here. And Patrick, that was also feedback that I heard as a community member was that, it, it's just, it gets dark there. And so additional lighting would be important there.
0: Thank
8: you.
7: Thanks.
0: And I don't know if you're planning to, um, but could you answer Patrick's question?
6: The lighting.
3: Yeah. Oh, is there any street lighting being added? Oh, yes. Was that a yes to the question, sorry.
8: Oh, if there's lighting in there right now, a- additional, no, we don't have it at this point, but that's a
1: good um, comment or recommendation on that. Actually, I have a question that may connect to that. Um, I know the city has requirements in terms of marked crosswalks and having them um, be at appropriate lighting levels and uniformity. Um, throughout the, the corridor, just kind of as we're looking at these some crossings are marked crosswalks, some crossings are unmarked or remain unmarked. Um, Can you maybe talk about how that was determined um, along the route for um, maybe marking additional crosswalks versus not um, as part of the Greenway project?
6: I was gonna say, I think we are marking all the crosswalks. That might be a drawing error on the Slater ones yes. that we had cruised past, but they should all be marked. And a lot of them are existing crosswalks.
11: Yeah, we're
8: just, uh, I wouldn't say upgrading them, but that's just showing we refresh them um, for those areas.
1: Okay. I- that's that's it. It. On, on oh. this, on this drawing real quick, there are a number of street crossings that are not marked crosswalks as well. Such as here or these
8: short little ones.
1: And 95th doesn't have a, a crossing on what would be the top side of the screen. Um, there, there's just a few examples through here. Um, so
6: right, uh, yeah. it's kind of a
1: broad question.
6: Yeah, in general, the city doesn't a uh, stripe side street crosswalks like that. Um, as a maintenance upkeep kind of thing. So I think unless we wanted to add increased visibility of the crossing, or it's a specifically designated crossing, like for example, that one at 94th and the one at 95th, 97th, the five way, those are all school crossings designated. That's why they have those special school signs. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That's a good, good comment.
1: Yeah, I think if we're looking at a greenway as um, a corridor that is safe for people to not only bike and roll, but to walk, um, and we're expecting people to be walking on sidewalks and using those crossings to be able to get from portions of sidewalk to portions of sidewalk, it may be good to have an understanding of if we have any parameters for our design approach to you know, have a consistent set of crossings to raise awareness and provide that safety enhancement. And, and, and I know not every side street has high volumes of traffic and it's a maintenance consideration, but just kind of um, having a clear approach to the design may be helpful for for which areas are marked and which ones aren't.
11: I follow up on what Brian's one of Brian's comments as well I, I maybe I missed it. So are all of the marked crosswalks going to meet? Minimum photometric values.
8: Uh, it should, yes. Um, and we'll we'll uh, clarify those as we develop them further.
11: If there are existing crosswalks, it'd be nice to check those to make sure that all of our crossings meet those light levels. And I guess maybe maybe one other comment was, you know, I see the Sherrows throughout all of these greenways, and maybe a personal observation as I experienced Portland's is um, they played with the um, the distance between cheros, and so there were some areas where they had a shorter distance between cheros to really provide feedback to vehicles that it is a greenway and that the priority are these rolling modes. And so uh, I, I do know that, you know, it can be a additional maintenance, but I do think looking at um, strategically at your spacing of sharrows could help um, make users feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, if I
5: can pile on after Commissioner Miller, I, I guess for me, it's kind of hard to understand. I, you know, we talked about it as as an introduction in terms of design elements that kind of create a greenway. So I think I think I'm I'm having a little hard time. You know, I think you know, seeing what, how how does someone understand that it's it's a corridor, it's it's a trail, it's a greenway. I, I'm I'm trying to understand what the design elements. You know, is it consistency in terms of crosswalk walking being marked? Is it signage is it you now? what you know what what are the guiding what are some consistency between the existing greenways and this new corridor um you know I'm, I'm just i'm just concerned that you know we do all these structural changes to the streets but do people that don't know the plans understand that this is a continuous kind of pathway or a greenway corridor that we're envisioning here
6: yes We have a consistent sign that we use throughout the greenway. So at every turn on the greenway, there's a sign before to make the turn. There's a sign after to confirm you've made the turn. Um, the, the pavement, the sharrows actually are a really clear indicator that it's a slow street. It's also signed at 20 miles an hour. Only our greenways are signed at 20 miles an hour. Currently, um, we are also looking at our elements as well for this greenway including sign toppers. So that's really the consistent thread between all the greenways.
10: Yep. Yeah.
6: In general, a greenway is signing and striping and traffic calming measures. It's pretty low hanging fruit in terms of implementation. And that's why they're great. That's why we love them. That's why we can roll them out um, and make this broad network. Anyway, I'm gonna turn it over to Scott to keep rolling okay. through the
0: the route because it's I pretty long. I think we had a couple yeah. another oh. comment here. Oh, yeah.
7: Go ahead. I just I had a question going back to your earlier statement for the 128th, there was posted speeds of 20 miles an hour. And my understanding is within Norkirk and Highlands, this would be then a change to those posted speeds. Um, okay, so that would be okay, signed. Yeah, signed.
6: Okay, yeah, the, the posted speed would be changed to 20 miles an hour for the whole Greenway route. Yep, Beautiful. okay, great, thank you.
8: Okay. Um, and then moving south, uh, we'll go 112, uh, 112th have at the, coming down 112th at uh, Northeast 82nd, 87th Street. It will turn uh, and back up to, on CKC, here to keep it, to keep the speed, or sorry, rather than that 97th.
6: Hill. And then uphill. uphill, yeah. Yeah. So then uphill by lane, downhill Shiro. That.
8: Yeah. Oh yes, across that. Mm-hmm. All right, moving. We have to do this. Ah, they escape. The there we go.
6: And then you can do the control plus.
8: Yeah. All right, so. Which now. Those other sheets were north to the the right and now we're north up. Okay, so here we are, here's CKC again, and now we'll be uh, coming off CKC onto 12th Ave. Sixth, and that's near the school. So that's uh, a better, School walk walk route um, safety and but again that that is to slow down the speed and we see some uh, speed cushions through there. So we had raised crosswalk again because of the school there and that's slowing and safer slow down. Uh, six to. Uh, west on 11th Avenue uh, past it again, the Van Alts Alt Park. So that was a nice change to um, the route. that again, it just brings you back to a park. And then coming down then we're on 10th Ave. Um, and there we have, we'll upgrade the four-way stop on that. Intersection to third. Uh, uh, down Second Street. So we are now on Ninth Ave. Oh, we have one Let's zoom in. Uh, we'll have new uh, traffic circles. Uh, market street well this is looking there's a lot more 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 lines on here i wish we could zoom in a little further uh but here we'll have two crossings and those are rfbs so flashing signals on that there's already one crosswalk here now but it isn't traffic or um, rfbs oh yes it's not flashing
9: right right it's just a crosswalk
8: it's not yeah just a crosswalk so we'll be upgrading that, uh, and because we know market comes downhill, and it's it's very speedy uh, <laughs> down through <laughs> um, As we get to the west, or yes, to the west side of market, then we'll turn south. And now this 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 bulb uh, this bulb out is for both south. south there will be ramps to or there'll be access for bike on for biking on the sidewalk if they want to just for this connection to second uh and this will also allow northbound of biking, so they don't have to cross market for north this is just a short short section that north biking um, on the on the curb, and then crossing east on the crosswalk
0: is that in the e- existing sidewalk width where does how uh, do you have room for up and down two-way bike traffic in pedestrians it will,
8: yeah be widened okay. out to that um i don't have the exact it will, yeah it
6: essentially takes the parking space on market there's okay maybe two, one to two stalls that that will use up, but we will maintain the southbound bike lane, in lane as is. So folks who wanna continue south on market in the bike lane can do so. If they wanna come up on the sidewalk, you know, more cautious, the interested but concerned folks, they can do so. And then northbound, they can also be on the sidewalk for that short distance just to get to the crosswalk, that's the, the vision.
11: Yep. Yeah. Um, when you have multiple modes like that, what what do you normally use as a an ADA ramp width?
8: I have this on the top of my head. I'm sorry. And and could, if we could zoom in more, um could be more
6: I um, can pull the other PDF if you want.
8: PDF.
6: Yeah. I don't um do your commission your Question, Commissioner Miller, I don't think we've resolved the the ramp width. So that's a great comment. Um, We could make it wider. I think we are thinking there could be multiple ramps. You know, maybe one is more bike oriented. Maybe one's pedestrian oriented. What's the easiest path of travel? Um, So that's a great comment. We could definitely widen the ramps.
0: end part is that sort of partial block from 9th down to, these streets are so funny, is that 8th? Eight. The diagonal intersecting that way? Yes. And then is that in that kind of corner, is that also going to be, yeah, that part, kind of the shared use, and is that widened as well?
11: You
6: got yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up a, a larger.
9: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Google map shows it pretty well.
11: I, yeah, faith it almost seems like it should be like a multi-purpose path just for that little segment with nice wide ramps, nice wide sidewalks. You're going to get peds and bikes in both directions. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it planned for that. That's I think that's a good point, Faith.
9: And, and I have a question with respect to the signage. So the completed greenway was a very straight shot. Whereas this one takes many, many turns. Am I gonna have to know the route or is every time there's a turn, there'll be signage directing me down a different street? There okay. will be signage. Okay. Awesome, thank you.
8: I thought we've zoomed in a little further. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, we've zoomed in a little further. Thank you, Victoria. Um, it's 120% there already. <laughs> oh. I'm not familiar. I'll give that back to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Blue beam. Uh, Yes. Yeah. It's. Okay. Uh, yeah, so here it, it's the widened uh, ADA ramps through here, uh, as well as uh, this ramp here, that's for shown for the biking. The north side. There's also a ramp here for bike access. So there's the choices again of of getting up on curb for the slower. Um,
5: there are existing trees on that sidewalk from Google Map. Is there is the sidewalk me widen and encroach on the trees or encroach on the trees here? Yes. The... So this is ball out into the existing roadway. Yeah. yeah. Where the parking. Oh, where the parking is. Okay. So it's taking away the, the parking to widen the sidewalk there? Correct.
1: Yeah, I might echo Commissioner Miller's comments about kind of looking at this as a shared use configuration. Um, one element with that, seeing the southbound um, bike ramp coming off street at the the north end of this, <clears throat> especially is that would go behind the pedestrian uh, or combined shared use ramps. Um, If we look at a clear facility width for a shared use condition, uh, it's not going to be our minimum width sidewalk. It won't be a a standard top of ramp landing. Um, It's going to be closer to a minimum eight foot to to have a continuous facility through there. So that may be one thing to consider. And
0: one thing before we move off of talking about this portion on Market Street that I'm just thinking uh, about kind of the long view of the Market Street corridor and, you know, over recent years, there's been discussion of, you know, potentially uh, turning parking lane into bus lane and, or other uses or even separated bikeways. There's been different ideas proposed. And so I guess I'm. I would like to hear any comments that you have on any thoughts you've had on okay you're, you're increasing you know a curb out into a parking lane and what does that do in kind of the overall stretch of market street um you know that it seems like the it cancels out the notion of ever saying well we're going to turn this into a bus only lane because now you've put infrastructure in the way um But then on the other side, maybe it's good because it can speak to, we're going to, we're going to make it a dedicated, widened, um, you know, multimodal pathway. Um, so any thoughts that you've had on kind of that longer vision of this corridor?
6: Yes. Just today, we had a call about Market Street and the transit implementation plan recommendation to convert the parking lane and the bike lane to a transit only lane from 18th Ave west north to 116th. And in review of that, um, now as we're reconciling projects as part of the transportation plan, um, myself, our other planner, Kim, our engineering staff felt that recommendation was no longer appropriate. We would want to maintain bike lanes on market street. It's a really well-used corridor. There is some crash history there. So we do need to maintain after transportation facilities, the parking lane by itself is not wide enough to be a transit lane. I think it's seven, eight feet, transit lanes need to be closer to 10, 11. Um, not to say that things can't change in the future. We have a median we could work with. We can always change curbs in the future. Um, but for now no, we're not pursuing transit only lanes on market. And if we did, it'd probably be the segment further north. Um, we were talking about a queue jump maybe at Forbes Creek Drive could be a project recommendation. There already is one in the southbound direction, so we could add one in the northbound direction. At this particular segment, um, we haven't, I don't think, have seen the transit delays here. I think it's closer to Forbes Creek and then approaching Juanita, we were, we're really seeing the delays. So don't see the transit need now not to say we couldn't do it in the future, but that's a really great comment, um, for compatibility. Of course, it's really tricky crossing market with a street network comes in at a diagonal. It's been, I think a really fun problem for the design consultant to iterate some solutions here. So we thought <clears throat> this is probably the best option for now. Um, and we can always revisit it in the future. Doug, you
11: want to add, you know, well, I was, I had, I had one um, question similar to faiths, but maybe instead of transit related, it made me think of protected bike facilities on market, that it's such a nice north, south corridor that um, kind of fits in with a network. I guess I was just kind of curious if we don't proceed with transit, You know, sometimes I see that parking as I bike market and I just think it's serving such a, or it feels like to me it's serving such a small number of users who are parking their car there, maybe for an extended period of time. And so sometimes I I wonder in the larger network build out if if that parking lane could help you put in buffered bike lanes or a more protected facility um, as part of the the network build out. Uh, have you guys looked at utilizing that curb space in, in a fashion that maybe serves more of the public or?
6: I think that's a great project comment for our transportation plan and beyond this particular Greenway project. But yeah, that's, I also know parking utilization will probably vary along the corridor. Like at Heritage Park, it's really well utilized, especially in the summertime. But Boats and trailers park there as the designated area, but maybe further north it's less so. And then in the, there's a little shopping center, um, at the top of the hill, I think it's 12th, but there's more parking there. So it might vary along the quarter, but that's a great, um, I think project for the future.
11: Yeah. And I get it's a future project, but I know like what face point is once you build this out with curb bulbs you know, it um, it does seem to limit future build outs.
1: So.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just second the idea that it would be nice to see protected bike lanes there.
9: And I third the protected bike lanes, but I also just wanna make a comment that I'm very happy to see the curb extensions because I really think they enhance the pedestrian safety and force a greater awareness to the vehicle drivers of the pedestrians so this is really nice
8: um well uh
9: You're about the one way. Oh, sorry
8: yes yeah along the line of, of safety here in this um this bulb out uh, this is going to limit uh for uh, on second here uh, limiting just the exit northbound. So coming south market, you won't be able to access second. Um, and that is, yes, for the larger uh, bulb in there for the safety and comfort of going northbound as well as southbound.
11: So that's a one way, that's a, uh, an eastbound right.
6: Correct. And you could, um, if you pan down just a little bit, Scott, as a driver, it's not much of a detour. If you do need to access the neighborhood from second street to seventh Avenue West, I think it's a few hundred feet distance. So we are maintaining access to all those parcels. Um, I know one of those parcels is under redevelopment right now that that multifamily property, and then on the South side, there's a commercial property. That's also in review. Um, so we would maintain access is just that one way on second street as a diagonal, we're concerned drivers taking that more as a slip lane. So we really just want to slow folks down and make them kind of turn around the corner a little bit slower.
11: I think it's great. I, uh, I, I really appreciate it. I don't think you have to, uh defend that to me i think it's i think similar to portland when you have a street grid there's redundancy and so to maybe block uh, vehicular access on one section there's there's so much redundancy so um anyways I, I think it's a really good good job so thank you
0: we should do that on all of those diagonal streets the this way one is how you get to go <laughs> one way and the other way is yeah
3: Want to note that Commissioner Vu has a comment in the chat. There are, are already bull North on Market, on Market, excuse me, at 18th Avenue. All
8: right. Um, so continuing this, uh, the last two, there the uh, last two elements here are traffic, uh, traffic circles. Uh, and then we're at Waverly Way, uh, at the heritage park
11: mm-hmm.
8: uh and this was uh the ending point here and and waverly way was uh overlaid uh, so there's a crosswalk here as well i know it's just looks like we end it and there's no way mm-hmm. to cross
6: but yeah, so it's already
8: it. out there yep yep back to the
6: Go back to
1: the slide deck, show you the- One um, question I have we're looking at that terminus portion. Um, I know both of the connections into the park have stairs. Is the expectation that any cyclist going to and from the park would be dismounted, walking their bike through that crosswalk and then um, effectively beginning their bike ride on the far side of the intersection from the park, if they would be departing?
6: Think cyclists could use the crosswalk. And now there is actually a striped on street walking, biking path on the south slash west side of Waverly, um, that does run there. So they could enter that on street path. They could dismount and lock their bike and use the tennis courts. Um, so, but that's really kind of the end point either. You'll, you'll continue on Waverly or, or stop there and then enter the park.
1: Okay. That's. Great to hear um i know when it's talked about with the public it may be good if there's potentially any updated imagery to help reflect that that might help kind of proactively answer some questions um if the public has them too
7: can i ask a question on on the terminus as well um what are the like bike storage facilities at Waverly? do we have good bike racks to, to lock bikes I'm, I'm just looking on I've never tried to park a bike there, but just thinking of the terminal, there are any. I know when I've gone there, it hasn't been a place.
6: Yeah, that's a great comment. Maybe we can add that, or maybe we can ask parks to add that.
7: I know there's a parking lot a little bit, I guess, kind of northwest, Mm -hmm. but like right at that terminus, there are the stairs Brian's talking about, and not really a place to kind of Mm -hmm. complete your your
3: your
11: route. Yep.
7: Thanks. Yeah, great comment.
11: Commissioner Miller has his hand up. Yes. One question was um, I put in the chat was: Is there a standard frequency that the speed and volume data will be gathered for greenways to ensure that they're still meeting that designation? And I guess I'm just wondering: Is there are there resources allocated to make changes accordingly based upon that data? And and maybe I just mention that because I know Portland has gone through several iterations where as traffic patterns change. They may have a street where the volumes increase to where it doesn't meet their thresholds for a greenway. And so they have resources available where they can go in and uh, install infrastructure to uh, get that greenway back into compliance, maybe you'd say. Uh, And so I just wonder, is this going to be run almost like a program that is kind of checked by you know yearly and um do we have resources in place to uh to improve it if the numbers don't hit our thresholds
6: great question we have proposed greenways monitoring as a program as part of the kirkland transportation plan um as i shared earlier we are doing monitoring um in addition to the diverter we've also done a safety audit of the, another intersection on the greenway. So we are paying attention, particularly when people call in or, or write us about certain issues they're seeing, uh, we can do that, but yes, that is the, the hope and the dream that we have a dedicated regular count program for the greenways. Cause they are, especially if we're doing the bike and ped counts, um, a little more involved. Yep. So
0: yeah. Um, any other questions before we, we wrap up? I just wanted to make a comment about, um, or anybody on the transportation commissioner, or as I don't think we have any public listening, but for the recording, um, if you want a nearby example of a Greenway network, you just have to go over to Seattle. And there's lots of examples of these ones that you have to make a bunch of different turns and it's very well signed um, and it's so, you know, I think if you are wanting to get comfortable with this concept of having to turn a lot, um, you can go explore in Seattle. They have some great examples. Sorry, I had one last are, comment. Are we using
11: any of the uh, wayfinding sharrows that, uh, that Portland uses?
6: Yes, there are some of those on the 128th Greenway that you can go okay. check out.
11: Yeah, I'm cheering, you can't see me, but uh, I'm a
1: big fan of those, so. I might also add real quick. Hold
7: on. on. Caitlin's been trying to say something. sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. Um, I just wanted to ask, and I, I think you had shared about this, but I know there's been a lot of mailing and you guys are doing, there's, there's public signage, but just wanted to reiterate, um, I think our example at the beginning of even the commission had, you know, debatable about how much we knew about greenways and, and so just continuing, um, dedicated resources to the education piece of this, I think to have the adoption, Um, the the biggest thing for me was if it's gonna be 20 miles an hour across, that's a big change in the community and how are we communicating that um, and wanting to make sure that the rollout of this is positive and that people aren't just walking away angry about 20 miles an hour, but seeing all the benefits. So continuing to underscore the education piece.
3: See, there's two extra hands, but I did wanna do a quick time check.
1: We're running a little bit over, so yeah. uh, maybe the last two. Over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Brian and then Patrick, quick comments, please.
1: Yeah. I'll be quick. I just want to say fantastic job in all of this. Um, it's a great project coming together. It's going to have great benefits, but Victoria, you're, you're kind of walked through at the beginning. Um, giving us a pop quiz even was, I thought was fun. Um, but it, it, you sh- you pulled in all of the key plans and graphics that really show how everything is stitching together. And as we've been talking about that, and this sort of aspect with the transportation plan, um, I thought that was a really good demonstration. So I just want to say kudos, um, really appreciate the presentation tonight. Thank you,
6: really appreciate it. Just uh,
5: quickly on my end, you know, you you hear me talk about it all the time, maintenance. um, I like to see, you know, we're focusing on CapEx, you know, capital improvements and so forth, but I'd I'd like to make sure there's uh, um, discussion about the cost and dedication to maintenance of this, the the striping. Uh, I think Caitlin kind of brought it up in terms of sweeping and so forth. You know, what kind of added emphasis we need to do as, as a city, but also what kind of budgeting do we set aside for these corridors? Uh, because we are trying to set them up for success.
3: Excellent point. Thank you. Um, maintenance is definitely on, on my mind, um, cause our team will be responsible for a lot of that. And so, um, for sure. Yeah. Thank you.
6: This state, we are giving an update to council on the stores ashores specifically. They've gotten some comments directly from the community about the project. So they just want to hear how it's going, uh, the route changes that we've made to be responsive to those comments. Uh, The consultant will continue to advance the design. We're still anticipating construction next year.
8: Uh, Yeah, it's hard to say next year, but next year, springtime um, is construction will start. And uh, yeah, completed by autumn, uh, you know, that's that's the range here, of getting the work done.
6: And then leading into Doug's item, um, Greenways and updating the guidelines document that I presented at the beginning will be a future work plan item as well for next year. So we can incorporate lessons learned from Stores of Shores and the previous two Greenways as well. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Victoria. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> okay, and now uh, we will move on to work plan update from doug
3: thank you i'm going to bring up the work plan really quickly here let me know if you can see that online okay see a thumbs up okay great um Thank you, everybody. And thank you, uh, Scott and Victoria, that was really great. Um, so uh, we're coming back to the commission with the updated version of the work plan. Um, we, if you recall, talked about this in depth on the 29th in our special meeting, and uh, really, really good conversation there. Um, lots of good input. We tried to incorporate as much as we could, as, as best as we could. Um, I think a lot of it related to the structure of it and readability, clarity, um, being a little bit more uh, direct about what the role is, of the commission. And so hopefully we've uh, captured that. Um, in the agenda packet, you'll notice that we out- outlined some of the things that changed. Um, I won't go through those in detail um, because I'm hoping that you read that. Um, but uh, tonight we're hoping to continue to revise this and improve upon it. Um, And then uh, I know we talked about this a little bit on the 29th, but um, we will need to take this to council. And one of the things that I've learned as I'm coming up to speed here is that, uh, I noted this in the agenda um, memo, but we do uh, need to have a joint meeting with the council to approve this. So that was something we didn't talk about in our last meeting. And I wanted to make sure that we were um, all aware of that. Uh, If we can get to a point today where this is a really good draft, kind of a final draft, I can then work with our clerk's office on getting that scheduled as a joint meeting. So um, what I might do tonight is um, uh, or or potentially, depending on how the discussion goes, email later, ask for some availability in the you know January, February time frame for a joint meeting. And uh, the way I've done those in the past is they tend to be at the beginning of the council meeting. Um, They do a joint session and then they break and then they go into their regular session. So I'm assuming that's how it will go here. Um, But I'll let you know if there's anything that's different. Um, So um, yeah, thanks, Scott, yeah. Um, So uh, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, I think it's actually okay for us to just open it up for um, uh, discussion. And, and uh, just one one thing I did think of, um, we have Kim on the line, I believe. Uh, so yes, Kim is here to help us answer some questions and of course, Victoria and Truck as well. Um, um, so yeah, stop talking now, thank you.
9: Uh, first comment is, thank you for sorting it according to priority.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that that should have been obvious to us in the first, or to me in the first draft, um, but you know what? Sometimes you just miss, uh, okay. miss that. So uh, I like it too, I think everybody liked it.
7: I really liked just the, the defining the commission role. I think that is helpful as a new commissioner. I think it is helpful for readability of the document and, um, yeah, I like kind of where you landed, uh, recommendation and inform and collaborate.
1: Thank you. I'll add that. Yeah. Second, everyone's comments looks great. I I have no further changes to add. Thank you.
3: Hands raised. um, Commissioner Miller.
0: Yeah, I didn't see who raised their hand first, but um, I saw Patrick go off mute. So I'll (laughs) say Patrick can go first.
5: Yeah, Commissioner Miller had his hand up first, um, uh, but uh, I don't know if he's still there. Okay.
11: I, I left it up, so uh, that's my fault. You're good.
5: Oh, okay. No, I, I love it. You, you heard us, you, you took it to heart and I, I think it's a thousand percent great job. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I shared this with you the other day. It's, um, it just really has a intuitive flow now. Um, Really like it. Um. One thing that jumped, that just occurred to me, um, like right now is um, I remembered reading in the memo that you have posted online associated with this, um, that some items were removed that were more kind of staff oriented. And when I read that earlier, it didn't occur to me like, oh, what to compare. And so I don't know if they're, if it's um, easy to Look at what was removed. I wish that I had done it before the meeting, so I apologize. I
3: apologize for not making that clearer, so that that's on me. Um, and those were the things that if you recall, we had an um, in the description, it would say things like as requested by council. So it was things like development review, as requested by council. And those are those are really staff items. those are not commission items. Um, what we, what I tried to do with this version was just the commission items. Um, we have our own work plan for the division and that doesn't need to mesh with this. So it was trying to, uh, clean that up. So anytime it said request as requested by council, that, that got removed. And okay. they were again, things that were, um, not necessarily work, true work items. Okay. Yeah.
0: Any other comments? This is like unbelievable. Yeah. That...
3: <laughs> I know. Yeah, we are back on schedule. Hey, hey,
0: hey just
5: sorry. One quick thing the, the monitoring, there's a new category monitoring, number 18 monitoring and reporting. Ah, uh, yes. Is that like a catch all for?
3: Yes. Yes, thank you. So if you recall, um, we had a really good discussion about um, the commission expressed and it was multiple commissioners actually expressed a desire to have staff report back on a lot of things, including, you know, data tracking and it even came up tonight with Greenways. Um, And so we wanted to put something in there into the work plan for Uh, Acknowledging that it is a little bit of a placeholder, but I I wanted to give it some justice because there was such a big focus on that in uh, the 29th. And um, while we don't necessarily know exactly what would be reported at the moment, I think we know generally. um, Again, wanted to make sure we had it there, because I do think like tonight, Victoria gave a really good presentation on the monitoring of 128, the the Greenway on 128. And so I've envisioned it. Kind of in that vein, where it's an inform- informational item, um, it could be a presentation. Sometimes, depending on what it is, it could just be maybe a report in the agenda packet, or at the end of our meeting when we do announcements and, and comments, um, could be something like that. So I didn't want to restrict it too much, uh, but did want to give it a nod. Yeah, it just
5: it just seems to be redundant with you know because you do have monitoring and stuff like Greenway. It's already number ten, right? Um, well, or is there something? Uh, wait, one second. There's something that you always say monitoring. Um, or KTP, right? 14, KTP yeah. implementation as well as ongoing monitoring.
3: Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, so, the KTP is called out specifically because it is such a significant document and it, it is our major policy um, item. Victoria wants to add something to that.
6: I was going to say for the transportation plan in the past, we've done a report card every year about how many bike lanes were installed, what transit stops were improved, um, the kind of crash history. So we would probably, probably will have that in mind and thinking about the measures for tracking and monitoring. Um, that's a great comment.
3: Yeah. And I would add that we actually have a staff person on our team who that is part of his, Role So this is something that is carved out specifically and done annually. And um looks like maybe Kim might have something to add as well. Turn it over to Kim.
10: Do, um, re- I just wanna recognize that we've heard from the Transportation Commission and the council that um, to uh, take a second look at uh, maybe not all of the measures that we're currently using for our report card, um, but at least some of them to to look at um how we can better track um not just kind of um like you know kind of numbers of you know bike lanes for that um is that actual um how do i say um uh is it working um are we seeing more people walking or biking um, I do want to note that some of that will depend on our ability to collect data for those measures. And so that'll be a conversation I look forward to having with you all in the, in the coming months. Um, we are We have applied for some grants where that could make that easy and we can kind of simply, you know do if we get um, those funds and we're able to implement that easily, some of those measures will be easy to implement if we um, are a little bit more challenged with our data collection, or if that's gonna take more time, um, it'll it'll be a kind of a little bit of a different conversation, but um, um, we hear, we've we heard you loud and clear that the existing report card isn't necessarily exactly what everybody wants to see in the, for monitoring on the tab but um, some things we're gonna have to live with, um, so anyway. Looking forward to having that conversation with you very soon.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Kim. Are there any other hands up? I have a question or comment. Um, One is a question. I, I see a couple of places, well, in the collaborate lines at least, there's reference to coordinating with planning and building. I know what planning is, but what is building?
3: Yeah, um, in a lot of cities, the department is called community development, and it does encompass both planning and building. So um, planning is what you think of in terms of policy, long range planners, uh, and then the folks that do development review. So okay. they're approving subdivision. And then building is um, essentially the folks that review plans, They're their, uh, it includes the inspectors, it includes all that. So the planning and building department includes all of that. But we interface mostly with the planners who do the long range planning and policy work that kind of thing. And so okay. those items, there is a lot of overlap in what we do, particularly, so for example, the um, KTP. So the comprehensive plan is is our citywide policy document, and that is run through the planning department. We The KTP fits under the comprehensive plan via the transportation element mm-hmm. of the comprehensive plan. So it's a little bit convoluted, um, but we work really closely with that department.
0: Okay, so when you're referring to planning and building here in the work plan, that's the department and not the commission. Exactly. The planning yeah. commission. Yeah. Okay. At the staff
3: level. Yeah. Um, and it, it might be the case though, that there, we held a joint meeting with the planning commission, mm-hmm. um, you know, two months ago. Um, there might be the case that given some of this work we'll hold another joint meeting, so.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I'm seeing at least three items here that say collaborate and I wanted to um, ask more about what what does collaborate mean?
3: Yeah, so it is um, kind of that relationship where in these cases, the planning staff is the lead of those efforts. And then we will collaborate as a a staff, as well as in some cases as a commission um, to inform those plans. Uh, So for instance, uh, with with regard to uh, sustainability, there's a planning document for that. And we, of course, a lot of input into that. And so there's this relationship that's really close. And so that's where we would be collaborating.
0: Okay. Um, I guess maybe, um, just thinking about how you pulled out the items that were specific to what staff is doing that commission doesn't do trying to, um, be a little bit more explicit in here about, um, kind of staffing versus you know, staff roles versus commission. It, like when you're referring to planning and building, is that in in like who we are collaborating with? Is that other commissions or is that other departments in this in the city?
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, okay, I can I can think of some additional language there. I, I'd have to. I don't want to do it on the fly, <laughs> but right, I can definitely yeah. think of something. Okay. Um, yeah, just to more clearly delineate that as a kind of the yeah.
0: yeah, because I mean, you know, I thought planning commission, and I'm seeing three right. items that say collaborate. And I'm like, well, do we need to be having three joint meetings? Like, that's that's where my head was going.
3: That's a really good point. Um, Thank you for bringing that up because really, technically, we will be collaborating, but via we might get input from the commission on some of this, and then we as a staff would go work with the planning staff. But really, what it might in, B is inform, technically speaking, even though we're collaborating, that item in the in the column D would maybe be And uh, That's a really good point.
10: Yeah. Okay.
3: Thank you. That way I could keep the description the same and this would just change. Yeah, because the collaborations relate really the staff level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I it I it, so. Okay, cool. I will make that change. Yeah, I th- I think I maybe tried to do too much there. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: Any reactions from other commissioners on that change? I love the word collaborate. I just wanna make sure I understand what it is, what it means.
9: Yeah, I was just gonna ask, is the, there's four different commission roles. Is there a definition of those anywhere?
3: Um, Good question. Um, I did not define those. Um, I think now with Commissioner DeBolt's comment about collaborate. I think I will change those to inform and that might help with that. Would that be, so, so the inform would be um, like Victoria's Greenway presentation tonight. We're, we're keeping you in the loop. We're um, giving you information, but we're not necessarily asking for a recommendation. Um, and then uh, recommendation to council, we will be asking for an action from the uh, commission. Um,
9: So recommendation to council means you'd like our input and then collaborate. I would see collaborate as again, something where you're looking for input. So by changing those to inform those, that means those things you really don't need our input.
3: Correct. And with the recommendation to council, you will take a vote as a commission.
7: I think having the definition would be helpful Okay. Yeah,
9: Yeah, I do too. And then on things like, I'm curious about like curb management policy, where right now it says collaborate and we're considering switching that to inform. But truthfully, I feel like curb management does overlap with what we do.
3: Definitely. Um, And this is another example where the planning and building department that would be, and and maybe Kim can weigh in on this too, um, but that would be, a program and plan under their department that we would be heavily involved in and heavily inform and um participate in but ultimately it's not a public works document if that makes sense mm-hmm. um kim do you want to add anything to that i know you um and, and victoria as well if you have any thoughts
6: i don't have anything yeah i would just say the the planning owned thing is the zoning code like what is allowed to happen what frontages are allowed to do in that space? Do you need to get a permit for use of that curb space for certain things? Um, That's why we would say it's a planning and building owned document, but we're obviously heavily involved because it involves transportation. So
0: So hearing how you uh, define inform, um, I feel like we wouldn't want to change collaborate to inform on those unless we broaden the definition of what inform means in that inform can mean two ways, that it goes both ways. Um, uh, because yeah, right now the collaborate means that it's an opportunity for us to provide input, but if we change it to inform, then it would only be coming to us.
9: Right, typically in like project management, inform is mostly we keep you apprised. We, we let you know what's going on. But it's, it's just a notification as opposed to a, like you said, opportunity to give feedback.
3: Yeah, that's um, these are great points. Uh, I might use tonight's example. So with Greenways and Stores of Shores, we got a lot of good feedback and I would consider that an informed item. So is that maybe just a difference in how we yeah, yeah, talk it, about it? Yeah, the difference in how okay. we talk about it. Okay. So
9: I agree with what Faith is saying. I think it would be nice to separate inform from collaborate mm. so that we don't bucketize inform as unless all these other things that say inform, you're you're opening up for feedback from us. And then maybe it's redefining the word inform.
3: Yeah. Okay. Maybe inform is not even the right word.
9: So, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I think of inform as you know, you posted it and we read about it kind yeah, of a thing. And okay, maybe we're okay. doing it verbally.
3: Yeah.
5: This is good, good input.
0: Um, I see Patrick has his hand up.
5: Yeah, I just to go back to our previous conversations about curb management, I totally understand curb, it's a holistic kind of space, but when it comes to parking, though, that's that's really our wheelhouse, that's on pavement, it's on the right-of-way, and so, you know, I, I think we might be conflating two different topics or policies versus uh, outcomes in terms of parking itself. I can understand off-street parking, but on-street parking, especially when we're talking about Park Lane talking about, you know, the, I think the, the, the city's working on the parking study for downtown. That's really our wheelhouse, right? It's not really, we're not relinquishing that to collaborate, to collaborate with the planning department or planning commission. So I, I don't know if that's curb policy, curb management policy separated out from parking and right away it needs to be separated out. Or I don't know if, if we're going to start doing collaborate versus reform, I think parking is really our wheelhouse though.
3: Yeah, technically speaking, um, parking is in the zoning code, um, and that is planning and building. So that's that's where that is coming from. Um, but you're right. I mean, we do have absolutely a, a really significant role in that. Um, uh, but any amendments or any sort of policies or programs, those are um, generally planning and building.
5: So they're in charge of the parking study then downtown? That will be impacting them, not us?
3: so we we are doing the parking study this is an area as you're pointing out that's um maybe a little uh gray i guess you could say um there's a lot of shared responsibilities for sure um i think when we think about it again for any amendments that might come out of this or any policies or anything that's generally land use um, and zoning code
9: Yeah, so okay, that when, when we're talking about words, maybe instead of collaborate, there's another word used in RACI called consulted. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that helps to convey what we think we might do in the area where we wanna give feedback. And
7: I almost wonder if like the inform, if we're using Victoria's example, like we, we gave a lot of feedback and I hope it was helpful. Like, is is that the appropriate, like, it, it felt like more than inform. It was, that was more collaborate to me, but I I understand we're moving away from collaborate, but right. seek input maybe and, or seek and provide input. I don't know how we, I don't know what the right word is, but right. I think we're all.
6: We're, we're, we're newling on it. We're we're circling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like tonight, for example, we, I didn't ask a formal action from the commission or formal recommendation to councils kind of more. Here's where the project is. And of course your comments are super helpful (laughs) in the design and there may be some items where we have a similar presentation, but we just don't have the same level of dialogue. So there is some flexibility
0: there. Let's see Ryan.
11: Yeah. You know, I shared some concern that Patrick did, um, not to go down the rabbit hole, but if 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 the zoning code dictates parking on the street in the right of way, um, you know it seems like that's somewhat problematic because most jurisdictions are going to curb, you know, curb space where it can be programmed and it's flexible. So if uh, if if planning or building has zoning code requiring on street parking, doesn't that limit? transportation from programming that and and actually using that as curb space, they they seem to somewhat conflict with each other.
6: the formal policy or any permitting for use of the curb space falls under the planning umbrella. And we can certainly collaborate, coordinate with them on what can happen in that space. Um, we certainly work with them hand in hand in, in parking requirements for developments. Um, but yeah, it, it is a gray area, I think like Doug is saying.
3: There's there's a lot of overlapping responsibilities and um, moving forward. So we don't have a curb management policy in, in, the, in that sense. And I think what we're saying is the work item is to do that. And to do that, we need to work with planning. Mm. Okay.
11: Thank you for clarifying.
3: Yeah. Thanks.
0: And uh, I know Brian has his hand up, but just kind of one more comment on this curb management thing is, um, and, and maybe it's, applies more broadly, but just, um, any time that there is this um, kind of collaboration, um, making sure that we have the opportunity to provide input at the right time. Um, and so, I mean, this curve management or any kind of land use that involves transportation just seems like in the past, my experience has been lots of decisions are being made without it. That impact transportation, but it never comes before transportation. So just trying to like somehow have some structure around making sure we have the opportunity at the at the right time. Definitely,
3: yeah, and I, hopefully that's what this work plan is going to help us do. Uh, we will also get council input on this too, and I I hope that they can kind of get the sense that. A lot of that is coming through the commission, um, whether that's a recommendation or otherwise. Um, I do think that this is going to help us do that.
0: Okay, thanks. And Brian?
1: Thanks. Um, I think when when we're kind of like, I was thinking in my head about all the the language for the commission role. And if we do add definitions at the bottom or footnotes, um, I, I like what you were saying earlier, Faith, about of defining one-way versus two-way um kind of commission role responsibility tonight was a great example where we were being informed but we were able to discuss um and still provide some value for for everyone on the city side and i just want to make sure that if we do add definitions that you know if we have something that's in the informed category it doesn't get locked into only one way kind of the commission receives the information, but we're defining it as something that we we can't kind of share feedback on.
3: Very good points. Yeah. And I don't think we'd ever prevent anybody from sharing feedback at any point. And that applies to the broader public too. If we get emails and, you know, commentary in any form, we always take that.
0: All right. Any other comments on the work plan?
3: Uh, great feedback tonight. Uh, so what I'm hearing is, I don't think we're ready yet to call it like a final. I think that we need to go back and kind of look at some of these things. Um, what I might suggest is we maybe target February for that joint meeting with council for an adoption of this and then use the January meeting to just check in. Um, we'll probably have the KTP as an item on January's meeting, and then we can maybe carve out 30 minutes or so for this, um, just to make sure we're, we're in good shape. Um, So uh, maybe with that being said, can we all think about some February dates that would work? So council meets on the first and third Tuesdays. Um, It is possible to do a special meeting. However, I think as a joint meeting, like I said, I typically, and this has been my experience, I don't know exactly how Kirkland does it, but um, they're held the same day as the meeting, just prior to the regular meeting. So uh, I don't know if the sixth or the
0: the 20th will be i think during midwinter break um for like washington school district so now I'm going to be gone actually yeah vacation,
1: um so. i think it's the day they return on the 20th oh
0: right it's the that's yeah
3: so uh council starts their meetings with a study session that usually kicks off at 5:30 um so i'm i'm i will have to check with our clerk and make sure that that's still applicable for a joint meeting so i will gather some information and maybe send an email back out in the meantime um uh but i wanted to put it on the radar yeah
10: okay sorry it would be at five thirty or at five ahead of their
3: 5 that's a question i need to verify yeah, yeah. i'm i'm assuming it would be five thirty, but um i don't know all those details yet, yeah. and there's there's also things um, in terms of the agenda for the council day. Is sometimes have really significant agendas, and so fitting in a joint meeting might not always work. Potentially, this might need to go to March. Who knows? Um, because our next meeting is on January 24th. Uh, 20... 24. 24, yeah, we're the fourth. The day. January twenty fourth.
0: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. uh, they meet the first and third, so they the 2nd of January and the 16th of January are the council dates. Yeah. Yeah. We would likely not be able to, to make that. And, that, and that's okay. Um, I, I looked at the, uh, 2022, 2023 work plan and it was adopted in September. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, as long was, as we're prior
5: to September, that,
0: that you know, there was a little pandemic that kind of yeah, threw things a off.
3: Little Yeah. A little hiccup there, but, um, and not to, throw a shade anywhere but uh, you know yeah I think it's I think it's flexible is what I'm saying Ideally we'd have it sooner than later but we, we've tried and I think we're we still need to do some work so
0: okay an item yes
3: and uh, like I said I will follow up with an email about dates as I gather um, info from the clerk's office and, uh, make sure that I coordinate with our leadership and city manager and everybody. So.
0: Great. Okay. And so now we are on to comments and updates. I think Doug, will start.
3: Yeah. And actually, um, I didn't write it as a bullet point, but, uh, I wanted to give uh truck an opportunity to introduce herself and, um, all of that to Meet you all. I know, um, Potentially those on the Zoom aren't gonna see her. I think the camera is pointed too far to the left. I don't know why that is, Um, but.
0: No problem at all. Um, So good evening, everyone. I, you know, it was really actually nice to see everybody in action tonight. Um, I'm Truck Deaver. I am the interim public works director. I actually came over to the public works department um, from HR as the HR director. Um, So I had the pleasure of of meeting uh, Commissioner DeBolt and Commissioner McGee yesterday as as, um, we met to do prep for this meeting, but I am looking forward to working with all of you. I'll be here moving forward um, at the monthly meetings and hopefully have an opportunity to collaborate with you um, On these projects moving forward so looking forward to meeting everybody in person um and i'm just you know very excited to be here so thank you for your service to this commission
6: any questions sir thank you thanks dad yeah thank you
3: we're very excited that you're on the team so um okay uh also, I guess uh, I should say thank you to uh, Chair DeBolt for your service as the chair. Um, we're very happy to have you uh, chair our meetings and um, uh, appreciate your time. And even though you're not the chair, still glad you're you're on the commission. So um, thank you.
0: It's been good. Thank you for the opportunity.
3: Um, okay, I uh, got a couple other items here. Um, just as a quick note, uh, I did print out the bylaws for the folks that are in the in the chambers today, um, the folks online, I can email those to you. Uh, we had a quick discussion about this at, the, at our our at at the end of our special meeting on the 29th. Um, there was some desire for like, what does the commission, you know, what is our role? And if you look at um, uh, section KMC 3.45.040, talks about powers and duties of the commission, and I just wanted to really quickly uh, recite this for everybody. So it says, the commission is directed by the city council to advise the public works department, city manager and city council in leading the city's efforts to create and maintain a transportation system that enhances the economic, social and environmental quality of life in our city now and into the future. To fulfill its mission, the commission will work with the public works department to establish a two-year work plan, which is what we're doing, uh, that proactively explores, investigates, analyzes, prioritizes, develops, and recommends solutions and actions to the city manager and city council. The city council and commission will meet, and this is the, this is the point about um, adopting it by joint meeting. City, city council and commission will meet at least once every two years to discuss the two-year work plan for adoption by council. So um, I thought that was maybe really helpful to kind of just frame up that we're an advisory body um, and work really closely with the department staff and council. So um, hopefully that helps. Uh, Sometimes it's good to go back to the basics, you know? Um, And so, yes, again, for those online, I can uh, email that out to the commission. Um, Okay, so the remaining uh, three items on our comments and updates. So uh, there are three folks with expiring terms. Uh, I wanna make sure that we're announcing that. Commissioner McGee is uh, one of those. Shri, our youth member, is another one, and then Caitlin Goodman. I uh, hope you're aware. I know you're newly appointed, but you're fulfilling a vacant, um, expiring term. So uh, one thing about that is uh, our clerk's office will reach out and, and run a competitive process. Uh, so please reapply. Um, there is uh, our our council will run a um, review and potentially interviews, depending on on how it goes, but. Um, uh, they always like to see recurrent returning members. So um, please do uh, continue. And uh, uh, Commissioner McGee, I think you're obligated as the chair. <laughs> so you have no choice. Um, <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. When that gets announced, I'll share it. It should be, uh, it sounds like beginning of March is when they'll start that process. So Kathy Anderson is our clerk. She runs um, runs that process. And so just heads up on that. Yeah, uh, one,
1: one quick note on, on that. Um, Patrick, since I will be kind of in the applicant pool, um, that may be one that we'll want to have on your calendar as well, since you're the vice chair now, to there's usually one person from the commission that helps kind of provide input to the the council before they make their selections.
3: Sure. Yep. we Will do. Thank you. Um, that was a great addition. Um, the clerk's office does reach out to get some input. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that.
8: That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. one other thing, I want to add on for um, the youth position. That is a two-year term, so Sheree's um, uh, time is going to be expiring, um, and she can't reapply. So we'll be, you know, spreading the word out to get new youth applicants.
3: If you know of anybody, please do um, let us know. We can uh, send the names on to Kathy Anderson and have her reach out. Okay, um, I wanted to give the commission an update and overview of the uh, presentation that we had. Uh, It's actually, since we last met, we had a community meeting as well as a council presentation. So 100th Avenue is currently under construction. Um, We are widening that corridor, improving it, adding all kinds of great features to it. Um, And uh, throughout that process, we were hearing from the community uh, that they desired an additional pedestrian crossing. And so we have looked into this uh, at a staff level. We've talked to a whole bunch of folks um, and tried to come up with some solutions. And uh, we held a community meeting on the 5th to uh, engage folks along the corridor. Uh, It was a really good discussion. We had uh, about 23 people show up um, and then we got continuing feedback afterwards. We got lots of emails and phone calls and um, all kinds of input. And uh, generally people support an additional crossing uh, on that corridor. Um, It is not in the current scope, but what we're doing is uh, essentially looking at using project contingency to fund an additional crossing. And uh, we went to council last night and asked the council to um, essentially allow staff to use the contingency to run more conduit along the corridor to preserve our options in the future. So there was some question from our council about um, the location and which one was the best and the safest. And so they're asking staff to do a, a further evaluation on which area is the best. Is it a mid block? Is it at the intersection? Um, and so we have some more work to do, but in the meantime, because project is literally under construction and moving, we have to run conduit to preserve those options. So, so it's a relatively small cost to give us some ability to pick a better solution at the end. So last night, the council approved us to do that and, um, and asked us to come back. And so we'll come back Uh, It's probably going to be February 6th, um, looking at our, yeah, so it's possible it could be the 16th of January, um, but (laughs) we have some work to do, so um, uh, we'll keep you in the loop and let you know probably in another update at a council meeting, or commission meeting, sorry. Are there any questions on that? and then uh, finally, our next meeting, I, I mistyped it. It is not the 31st, it is the 24th. I am sorry about that. I um, got excited and uh, I always pick the last Wednesday, but it's the fourth Wednesday and sometimes there's five Wednesdays. So I, uh, that was my mistake. Um, the plan uh, tentatively is to discuss the transportation plan. And and of course the work plan. We'll, we'll back on the work plan, given that we got some work to do on that. So.
0: All right, Thanks, Doug. Uh, and we can do a quick round robin if um, any commissioners have anything and I'll just call on people. Uh, so I'll start with Caitlin. Nothing. Okay. AJ.
2: I don't have anything.
0: Hey, right. uh, Tracy. Um, I'm all good. Thanks. Okay. Uh, see Ryan.
11: I have nothing. Thank you.
0: Patrick. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Brian. Nothing to add. All right. And the only thing that I will say as um, outgoing chair is be sure to plan the prep meeting with Brian and Patrick in January.
3: <laughs> yes, um, Commissioner Vu, we do a prior to every meeting, just a check-in with the chair and the vice chair to go over the agenda and any questions. So uh, I usually send out an email maybe a week ahead of time, sometimes shorter, shorter notice depending on workload, but uh, keep an eye out for that.
0: Okay. Thanks everyone. Meeting is adjourned.
1: Thank you.